When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. This report brought to you by Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, visit crystalglass.ca. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. One game underway in the NHL tonight. Carolina leads Buffalo 1-0. Four minutes left in the first period. Coming up later tonight, the Red Wings take on the Jets. Anaheim home to Pittsburgh. And Calgary takes on Florida after the Panthers were oh so close to getting a regulation win last night at Rogers Place. But he's got it in the corner, waiting, centering. Drysaddle shot, what a save, Reimer. Rebound, poke behind the net. Drysaddle's got it back, 10 seconds to play. Centers, what time is The monumental call by the one and only Jack Michaels as the Oilers tie it late despite a generally anemic offensive performance and then get the win in the shootout to push back over 500 again for the season. They've been going back and forth this month and thanks to a faltering bunch of teams in the Western Conference, the Oilers are two points out of a playoff spot. It could become three if Anaheim wins tonight. Minnesota, well, here's the whole situation, actually. Colorado has the first wild card, 48 points. They have two wins in their last 10. Minnesota, 47 points. Anaheim, 46. Edmonton and Vancouver, both 45. Minnesota has the fewest games played of that bunch, so you give them a little bit of an advantage. The Oilers will take on the Arizona Coyotes tomorrow, who have won their last two, including a win over Vancouver last night. Oilers and Arizona tomorrow night on 6 Chad, 6.30 for the face-off show, and the game will start at 8. Leon Dreisaitl figuring in on that McDavid tying goal last night. He has been voted one of the last men in by the fans for All-Star Weekend in San Jose, each division getting to add one player. Landeskog, Skinner, and Latang. the other guys added to the team. Dreisaitl going to the Pacific roster along with Connor McDavid and looking forward to that three-on-three All-Star game format. Yeah, it'll be exciting, I think. Um, you know, three-on-three in general is, uh, I think, exciting for everyone. Um, I'm sure you guys uh, agree with that. Um, and especially with the talent you're going to have there, you know, it'll be pretty pretty exciting to, to watch. So, um, you know, looking forward to, uh, to that. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a show. I, I actually, I know there's always debate this time of year. Well, do you need an All-Star game? What do you do with the All-Star game? I think going to three-on-three in the All-Star game is the best thing the NHL could have done. 
you highlight the skilled players, you make it a little bit different than a five-on-five regular season game. You have the little mini tournament with the two divisions playing each other and then having a final. So uh, I don't mind that at all. And Dreisaitl going to get a chance to uh, play alongside his regular line mate, McDavid, in this all-star format as well. Ken Hitchcock, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, asked about Dreisaitl making the team, and he had a very interesting assessment of Dreisaitl and his abilities. First of all, he's a heck of a player, but... He interested, he's a task-oriented player. So for me, if you give him a job and it's, you give him a specific uh, role in the game where it's really important, he grabs it and runs with it. And I think it makes him even a better player. I think the, the more defined the role is, um, the better he plays. And there's players like that in the league where they're given a responsibility and it's really defined, and they go out and they, they keep a really strong focus. And in, this, in the same vein, they can just go out and play hockey and not get noticed. And I think the, the more tasks we give him, the better he plays. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's, he's a really good 200-foot player, but as you, as you saw last night, one of their players was out playing us pretty badly, and we needed to change the table there, and he was able to do that. Well, I think Dreisaitl and McDavid are going to have a lot of tasks between now and the end of the year, as in carry most of the team on your backs, because that's what it's been for the Edmonton Oilers. There there was virtually, you know, I know Hitch said that they were fatigued coming back from the road trip. Okay, I'll give Hitch the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I'm sure that figures into it. We also uh, know when Hitch talks, he often tries to direct the story to where he wants to take it. Uh, but uh, I, again, when when those guys were on the ice and Nugent Hopkins as well, you, you expect maybe something positive to happen. Though you know McDavid's line did get hemmed in by the uh, Florida fourth line a couple times in that game. But we we've talked a lot about the lack of goals from the rest of the lineup. Recently, there hasn't even been any zone time, any forecheck, any pressure on the opposition team, and that's pretty concerning. But the Oilers able to overcome the Panthers last night. What's up with Oscar Clefbaum? The Oilers sorely miss him on the back end. Hitch with an update. He's looking to see the doctors here on the weekend to get the green light to pull, to pull the pins so that he can start to go at it full time. But he's still... If, he, if he's given the green light, then he'll, he's still a few days away from being allowed to go onto the ice. So we're hopeful that, that uh, it's working out the way he feels and he's going to be fine here in a couple of days and then he can join us sometime next week, hopefully. I, I think the time frame, um, looking right now, it looks like it's a little bit quick to, to ask him to play before that break. and. And then the break's 10 days, and he's going to be able to skate a lot. So, um, you know, ideally with those last three games, we were kind of hoping we'd catch a break, but it doesn't look like it right now. It looks like on time frame, we'll have to wait to the max. So it looks like six more games without Clefbaum, and then he returns Super Bowl weekend in February when the Oilers have matinees against Philadelphia and Montreal. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for tuning in to Inside Sports. You can text 63630, our open line number 780-496-0063. We discuss uh, fairly often during the hockey season about protecting stars what is fair or not fair against Connor McDavid what should the Oilers do about it well we'll talk to a guy who was an expert at being a pest when he played in the NHL Matthew Barnaby when we get back 
your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. This man played 834 NHL games. He racked up 2,562 minutes in penalties. He's now with Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. It is former NHLer Matthew Barnaby. Matthew, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you on the show. We got a lot of hockey to talk about, but I got to get the details here on how you're spending your Friday night. Comedy Club, tell us what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I just finished my show on Sirius XM from 4 to 6, and jumping in the car to go meet a, a good buddy of mine who's kind of the mediator at Darcy Lunch. And, uh, Andre Waugh, former former tough guy in the NHL for, I think, 10 or 11 years he played. and uh, Yeah, I headed to a comedy club. We did one Wednesday, uh, Yuck Yucks in Ottawa, now headed off to Kingston. It's, it's essentially, it's not stand-up comedy, but essentially stories that we can allude to on the radio and on TV, but we can't really go in-depth and tell uh, with the verbiage that we use. So more or less, uh, hot stove stories from uh, the nitty-gritty from our NHL careers. All right. Well, well, that sounds fun. Now, have you ever considered trying full-on stand-up comedy, or have you ever done that hey. in the past? No, hell no. I don't mind telling jokes and, and laughing along, but no, I, I don't know if there's a harder thing to do than stand-up comedy. I, I'd be afraid of bombing way too much. It's all in the delivery, and I think I'm a pretty funny guy, but uh, those those guys are, are very good, and women, at uh, what they do. So So hard to do. Well, you know, I've talked to some people who have played against you, Matthew, and, and some people found you pretty funny. Uh, other guys, usually the opposition, didn't. So <laughs> you got you got some people who thought you could make them laugh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can make them laugh and then do some things, but uh, to be up there and tell jokes, uh, that's what this thing kind of is. I'll, I'll tell them things that I said on the ice to, to guys to get them off, and obviously a lot of my teammates always found it funny, and other teams, players sometimes did, but uh, then you get the people that absolutely hate you, and, and that was the ultimate goal. Right. Well, you know, that's a good segue to one of the things I want to talk to you about because uh, getting star players off their game can, can be a big part of uh, life in the National Hockey League. And we, we, you know, in Edmonton here, we got one of the best point producers in the league. He scored a couple of big goals last night, and that's Connor McDavid. And, you know, he's taken some shots, he's taken some chirps, and uh, I know it was a big discussion on the weekend when he got elbowed by Doughty and Lindholm gave him that, that push in the back. I mean, you would have been on both sides of that. You, you would have had a star player in your team that you wanted left alone, and you also would have been a guy trying to get stars off their game. How, how do you look at it, how players should sort of handle this back and forth that goes on with some of the bigger names in the game and, and their protection? and their abuse, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone should should be protected, and that's from the fourth liner to the superstars. And if you protect the fourth liners, well, then you're certainly going to protect the uh, the superstars, just uh, because that that's the what is expected. Um, I, I saw all the incidents that have happened to, to Connor, and uh, I didn't like a, a few of them. I think he takes a, a lot of abuse, and Milan Lucic and guys do try to stand up for them as much as they can. But we know the era that we are in right now; it really is tough to protect those guys. And, and there's not much you can do um, except for let the league take it take its course. So uh, I've been on both sides. I, I've you know the Eric Lindros may wear he was a little different stature um, of a Connor McDavid. Certainly more for me it was more verbal abuse. I never 
went out to try uh, to, to hurt stars. Now, if there was a, a check there to be laid, and, uh, I was going to lay it, but it was more verbally and trying to get guys off their game and thinking about me uh, rather than that. Uh, Connor McDavid is pretty hard to chirp considering he's worth over $100 million and, and the star of the National Hockey League and there's no on Connor McDavid yet, but I've also been there trying to protect a star, and uh, you want to do that, and I, I know the guys on the team want to. It's just a different era, so it's a lot tougher for these guys to be able to protect their stars. Well, you know what, that, that's an ongoing debate, and I, I love how you frame that, and, and certainly I, I do our, our post-game show for Oilers games with Rob Brown, and you know he played with Mario, with Yager, and, and against some of the big names too, and, and he gets asked a lot that too by fans, what is what is to be done, and as much as we talk about retribution and physicality, you kind of said, like, you can't always fight, right? Like, you can't just constantly go out there and fight every single time something happens. What else can you do if you want to deliver a message, okay, you know, enough's enough, you need, you, you know, hands off or, or check them clean, but you need to knock out maybe some of the slashing and elbowing and stuff. Yeah, for for me, if they're picking on a star player, they're trying to do that to a star player, uh, whether even if it's within the confines of, of the rules. I don't want my star player being hit, and I, as a player, would be letting know even in this era that uh, it, it you're not you're not you're not going to take advantage of them. And the only way to do that, I think, is because you said with retribution, you can't really go after if a guy doesn't want to fight you. The guy hits Connor McDavid, and you go out Milan Lucic, and the guy doesn't want to fight him. He doesn't have to fight him. And he doesn't have to be accountable for his actions on the ice or uh, stand up for, for himself. He, he can just turtle and, and take whatever, whatever comes his way, and you're going to get a power play and maybe a suspension for that guy. So uh, for, for me, uh, the only way to do it is go after the other team star player and make him pay. And any time that they do not slow down, I'm obviously going to be targeting every single time the star player on the other team and that'll stop the star players from that team will be going up to their guys that are taking advantage of, of Connor and say hey I'm taking the abuse now because you're going after him so we might want to slow it down a little bit uh, on that end Matthew Barnaby joining us on Inside Sports tonight, former NHL player now with Sirius XM. So, you know, when when you played, uh, I mean, you, you, you said it, you, you tried to get out there and, and get under guys' skins. Who was the, the toughest nut to crack on other teams where you thought, man, Ooh. I'm giving this guy all my best lines, I'm being as, as much as a pest as I can, and I don't seem to be getting through to him? I'd say Bobby Holik was pretty good, even though he wasn't a superstar. He was an integral part of uh, New Jersey Devils Stanley Cup champion teams that we played against. So I'd always try to get under him because he was a funny guy, kind of, and uh, made a lot of money, but he didn't produce all that much. He was a very good player, and he would just look at me and laugh, and it, it never would get him. And on the opposite end, Eric Lindros was probably the easiest. I knew I drove him absolutely batty. I knew I was in his kitchen every time that we played, and I knew at some point he was going to retaliate it was just a matter of time and we would get our power play and hopefully we would score on that power play and and that's how I kind of judged if I was doing my job is uh, can I get these guys to take a penalty on me and put ourselves on the power play thus giving us the opportunity to score and have a better chance to win so that's kind of how I judged whether I was getting under the skin of people was how many penalties could I draw in a certain game. Interesting. Okay, I wasn't expecting Lindros as, as one of those answers. That's an interesting way to put it. Who is, you're going to love this one, I think, and you mentioned you know the game keeps changing, maybe less and less fighting, you can't do as much about some of the stuff. Who, who in your mind is the modern-day Matthew Barnaby? Is there, is there a guy playing now who reminds you of yourself in your prime? 
Yeah, I would say he's a better player than I was and obviously produces more than I. But uh, if you look at uh, Brad Marchand and what he does on a daily basis, uh, he is irritating. He's irritating to play against. He's a pain in the ass. Guys hate him. Uh, but he's very, very effective in, in getting people to, to hate him. I think it gets him into the game even more uh, when he's at the top of his game chirp-wise. And obviously, if you're taking a penalty on him, you're also putting him on the power play and not just his team, but him. And he's usually the one that delivers the dagger in the way of scoring the goal uh, to really show the double-edged dagger is drawing the penalty, then scoring on it. So I'd have to say for sure Brad Marchand, but a much better version of Matthew Barnaby in the scoring department. Yeah, uh, a guy that fans love uh, love to hate for sure. One more for you. Uh, you know, critical stretch of games here for the Oilers. It's it's not a a great race in the in the Western Conference right now with uh, the two wild card teams and kind of the next three teams. No one's really sort of been on a good burst here in their last ten. When you have a last minute tie like the Oilers last night and then get it done in a shootout. Does that do anything? Can it can it do anything, or do, or do we overemphasize maybe the effect of a dramatic victory? Uh, what what was your experience? No, not at all. I, I think those are uh, those are big. I, I think those when you you find a way, uh, a lot of times just gal galvanizes teams and then your belief becomes even stronger like maybe you didn't deserve a point or maybe you weren't going to get one and then all of a sudden you end up with with two and and it goes the other way when you when you let those slip away but i've always found that dramatic wins coming from behind uh, big big comebacks coming back from three goals scoring late and then winning in overtime uh certainly had an effect on on just uh your mindset and how you feel about each other within the room so uh, I, I i look forward to, to to help these guys uh it's going to be a tough race uh, we know minnesota's playing better anaheim has been terrible but still right there in the mix and then you have edmonton so uh one of those three teams will be the final wild card team it's just uh through the next you know 37 odd games uh they're gonna have to determine that and for edmonton they're just gonna have to look for some more consistency throughout the lineup, uh, not the top-heavy part of it, and, and get consistent goaltending here on through. And they might be that team that grabs that second wild-card spot. Yeah, sounds good. Well, Matthew, thanks for sharing some of your thoughts tonight, man. Love having you on the show, and it sounds like you're going to have a fun night uh, with Andre Wall. Hope it goes great, man. Great. Thank you so much. Have a, have a great night, and have a great weekend. Right on. That is Matthew Barnaby checking in. Sirius XM, NHL Network Radio, former NHL player, NHL pest. And you heard him say it, your star players being picked on can't always fight nowadays, so you got to go after the other team's star. That is how he would handle it. Well, this is going to be fun when we get back. Legendary pro wrestling manager, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, in conversation with Dave Campbell next on it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Inside Sports.
this is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. We will have two of Mike Riley's former targets on the show between 7 and 7.30. Bryant Mitchell leaving the Eskimos for the Arizona Cardinals. Duke Williams leading the, leaving the Eskimos for the Buffalo Bills coming up in the next half hour. NHL tonight, the Jets have an early 1-0 lead over Detroit. It's 1-1 Buffalo and Carolina after the first period. The Raptors lead Brooklyn 61-52 in the final minute of the first half. Leon Dreisaitl voted to the NHL All-Star Game, added to the Pacific Division roster. Oscar Clefbaum will not return until after the All-Star break. The Toronto Blue Jays have traded Russell Martin to the Los Angeles Dodgers for a couple of minor leaguers, a shortstop, and a pitcher. Rick Nash has retired at the age of 34, drafted first overall by Columbus in 2002. 1,060 NHL games, 437 goals. The Oil Kings are in Lethbridge tonight, starts at 7. The U of A Golden Bears visit UBC. That one will start at 8. My name is Reed Wilkins. I'm uh, going to throw it over to an interview Dave Campbell, the producer of this show, did with legendary pro wrestling manager, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Well, if you're a wrestling fan like I am, you're looking forward to this Saturday uh, at the Northern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium. It is the um, Off the Top Rope Tour, the untold tales of professional wrestling with the one nature boy, Ric Flair, who I had the pleasure to speak with uh, back in the fall. And uh, this is icing on the cake to talk to the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, who is the guest host of this event. And he joins us right now on the line, I believe from Vancouver. Is that correct, Jimmy? Diamond Dave, you're right, baby. I'm in Vancouver. My main man, Harvey, here with Live Nation. He's the one putting all these shows together. It's going to be unbelievable. Like you said, Off the Top Rope with Ric Flair, The Untold Tales of Pro Wrestling, hosted by the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> that, that's awesome. I, I think if, if anyone was going to uh, be a guest host or a moderator for this event, I think I think you're, you're the perfect guy. Now, you never managed Ric Flair during your career. No, let me tell you what happened. I did manage Ric Flair for oh. one week, Bobby Heenan. But, well, here's what happened. Bobby Heenan, who was managing Ric at the time, had his neck hurt. He was in a pile driver match the week before. So Vince came to me and said, look, I've got Hogan and Flair. I want you to go with Ric Flair for the next week. That's before I started managing Hook, of course. And it was the biggest thrill of my life. Can you imagine in the ring in front of 15,000 people every night, me managing Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan coming in the ring with the music for both the guys? It was just unbelievable. The two biggest icons in wrestling, right? Oh, definitely the biggest. It was crazy. It was just, it was unbelievable. It really was. So tell me, uh, what are people going to expect? Like what when I'm sitting there, when lots of the, the the people are sitting there on Saturday at the at the Northern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium and, and watching this event, um, what are they going to expect? Like what is your role on Saturday night? Well, well, first of all, when the people come in, they're going to see an unbelievable match between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair from Orlando, Florida. It's really cut, turned everything around. Uh, for Ted Turner back in the day. Hulk's managed by, of course, me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. On the other side of the ring, managing Rick with Sensational Sherry. So when the people get to come in that night, they're going to see that. They're going to see a little bit of other footage and some other stuff, too. And, of course, the great entrance from um, Rick, of course. And I'm going to give him one heck of a build-up, just like I used to do the Hulkster. And I promise you, it's going to be, it's like I said, you never know what to expect. That's what you're going to expect, not knowing what to expect. But um, we're going to throw some hard-hitting questions at Ric Flair, which I'm sure he'll answer Ric Flair's way. And then we're going to do something special. We're going to go out in the audience and do something a lot of the other people don't do. And that's give the fans a chance to ask Rick one-on-one themselves, uh, 
Whatever they want to ask him, if it's about Charlotte, his daughter, what he thinks about the stage of wrestling, what it's in now, uh, some of his past matches, uh, you know, who's the last person who went to Space Mountain? Whatever they want to ask Ric Flair, (laughs) they'll be able to. So it's going to be cool. Yeah, and for anyone who wants more information, you can head to uh, LiveNation.com, and you can can find the event and all the details there. As I'm speaking with the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart here on 630 Chet Inside Sports, talking about uh, the the off-the-top-rope tour, the untold tales of pro wrestling. Uh, Jimmy Hart, the guest host for the one and only Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Ric is larger than life. I mean, I think they should name a, a, a planet. If they find another planet they should just name it rick flair or nature boy or something like that but uh i don't know if we want to go back to the first time you met rick or or basically what what really comes to mind when you talk about the nature boy rick flair well the first time i met rick i was in memphis tennessee managing jerry the king lawler and uh, Ric Flair came in for a TV appearance for us. And there's going to be a big match a couple of weeks later at the Memphis uh, Coliseum. But the match, for some reason, never took place. I don't know what really happened on it now. It's been so many years ago. But that was the first time I got to meet Rick. And, of course, he was an icon back then. But everything he's been through, the plane crash, is struck by lightning. You know, I think the Lord definitely has uh, something in store for Ric Flair. It seems like he o- always over and comes all the odds. But uh, And we're going to talk a lot about that that night, too, while we're at the, um, uh, you know, at the show, of course, which is going to be, like you said, at the Jubilee Auditorium. But um, like I said, Rick is so special. You know, I remember something Vince McMahon told me one time. Vince McMahon said, you know, Jimmy, I'm looking for my next attraction, somebody bigger than life, somebody that can walk through any airport in the world, and even a casual wrestling fan will look over and go, oh, my God, look who it is. Somebody you can put on the Today Show, the Tonight Show. Make them be part of Make-A-Wish and MTV Awards, and I can make millions of dollars off of merchandise. Hulk Hogan had it, The Rock had it, Stone Cold had it, and trust me, Ric Flair had it and still got it. It's, it's that's what makes it special. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting you mentioned the plane crash, and it was a horrific plane crash. If it wasn't for that plane crash, and I talked to Rick about this when I, when I spoke with him uh, a couple, three months ago, if that plane crash didn't happen, we would have never seen the Nature Boy Ric Flair. It's funny how things work out. You know, you're absolutely right, because I think he started up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, back in the day but with Burnt Gagne School, and they just kind of threw him in the ring, and he was just uh, blah, 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 you know. But I think after that, he went down to um, Charlotte, I believe, with the Crockett's. A plane crash took place, and that's when... Uh, when he came out of that and got healed up, that's when he changed everything around with the robes, the hair, and everything. That's when he became Ric Flair. It's well documented, the lifestyle that Rick lived, not just in the ring, but, you know, the, the, the lifestyle. Like, I mean, he's a limousine riding, jet flying. That's the kind of guy he is. Uh, the, the, the women, the, the crazy parties, and the, and the amount of alcohol this man could drink, which he does admit that, you know, it, it kind of it caught up to him, um, you know, about a year and a half ago when he had that, that health scare, and that changed his, you know, kind of whole perspective on things. But um, you've traveled with Ric Flair. You've probably partied with Ric Flair or, you know, hung out. You hung out a lot with Ric Flair. Um, was there ever a time where he just felt or that, that you, you looked at Ric Flair and he said, oh, this is too much. I, I can't handle this. Or did he ever give you that impression at all? Or did he, was it always go, go, go with Ric Flair? The, the guys I managed was like the Hart Foundation, the Nasty Boys, the Rouge O Brothers, Dino Bravo, Adrian Adonis, Earthquake and Typhoon, the Honky Tonk Man. Um, all the guys that I had were kind of in a different stable than the Four Horsemen and Ric Flair, so I really never got to hang out that much 
with those guys to see what was really taking place. I'm like you. I watched 30-30, and my mouth dropped open, yeah. too. But I think that's what makes Ric Flair who he is today is because if he didn't have that lifestyle and didn't live it 24 hours a day, he would have never had the 30-30 thing, which made more people realize who Ric Flair really was yeah. in, the, in a roundabout way. It's kind of like the plane crash, you know. It was a horrible thing that happened, but it turned his whole life around where he became Ric Flair. I think what impressed me the most, and we're, we're joined by uh, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, here on 630 Chet Inside Sports, talking about the Off the Top Rope Tour, which will be coming to Northern uh, Alberta Jubilee Auditorium on Saturday. The Untold Tales of Pro Wrestling. Jimmy Hart uh, is your guest host for uh, this great evening with Ric Flair. Um, I was really impressed with his knowledge of sports. I mean, he knew who Connor McDavid was here of the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, he knows who Wayne Gretzky is, and he says, "Hey, I'm bigger than Wayne Gretzky." Of course, I expect Rick to Rick to say that, but uh, his knowledge of sports is 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 something else too. I mean, he of course he grew up in Minnesota. He knows about sports, but uh, he just seems to be a well-rounded individual. Oh, he's well versed on everything, man. But uh, like I said before, that's what's going to make this so special that night. This gets a chance. Well, uh, we, you know, something that Hulk Hogan said before I get into that. Hulk Hogan told me something one time. He said, you know, Jimmy Hart, you know who the greatest wrestler in the world is? I said, who, Hulk? He said, Ric Flair. He said, if there was a Mount Rushmore, the first person up there would be Ric Flair. That's how much uh, uh, Hulk loves Ric. And a matter of fact, when, when Ric did have that health scare, Hulk chartered his own flight, and he and I went down to see Ric while he was in the hospital. And, uh, wow. you know, a lot of people always thought that Rick and Hulk hated each other. There was a big feud going on. But Rick was one of the ones that was responsible for getting him and myself down into WCW back in the day. We were filming a show called Thunder in Paradise at Universal or Disney, really. And Rick Flair and Eric Bischoff came through. And I think Rick's the one that said, look, Eric, if we want to turn this company around, we've got to get Hulkster. And so that's how it all took place. If it hadn't been for Rick saying that, we'd have never been down there. So, uh, like I said, Rick is so special. And that's what's going to make this so cool that night. By the way, you can go to LiveNationIThink.com to check out all the details on everything. Ticket prices and what's really taking place with the dinner and VIP tickets and everything. But check them out. And um, But going back to the other, what I was saying a while ago was what we're going to do is so special that night. We're going to spend a little time talking about Rick's career, which a lot of people saw it already on 3030. But we want to let the audience participate in this. So we're going to get a lot of people lined up, whoever wants to participate, and let them ask one-on-one Rick exactly what they want to ask him. You know, no holds barred. Anything's okay. You can ask him about Charlotte's his daughter, what he thinks of the women wrestling in WWE, uh, where he's going, you know, his future's going to be from now on. Is he ever going to wrestle again? His match maybe with Shawn Michaels, the retirement match. Some of his favorite uh, people that he had wrestled through the years, where it might have been Harley Race or Dusty Rhodes or Hulk Hogan or who. So we're going to really make this a, a nice, nice event. Indeed, as we're joined by the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart here on 630 Chat Inside Sports. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask a, a few questions about yourself. Um, no, please. You have been in the game for a long, long time in, in this business, um, and you're one of the best managers ever. Um, tell me about the time when we're in, you see we're in this era now where it doesn't seem like there's any managers anymore, except for maybe Paul Heyman with Brock Lesnar. But in that time, there was there was yourself, there was Bobby the Brain Heenan, there was uh, you know classy Freddie Blassie, there was uh, the Doctor Style Slick. Um, the manager really made. Uh, a lot of matches go and you know there was always that side story about what is Jimmy Hart going to do because of course you're a heel which means you were a bad guy I'd say in, in quotations right. so what was the manager always up to but 
tell me what it was like to, to uh, perform in that era where the manager was so important. We're talking 70s, we're talking the 80s, and maybe a little bit in the 90s. Well, you know what? I was so thrilled to be invited to go to New York. I was in Memphis, of course, and managing some of the guys down there, Jerry the King Lawler and Joe LaDuke, Handsome Jimmy Valiant, and so on and so on, and having a program with Andy Kaufman back in the day. But uh, Hillbilly Jim, who in our territory was called Harley Davidson, but he had left and went to New York. Uh, I guess Vince was putting this show together called WrestleMania. So Vince and Howard Finkel had watched some of my tapes from Memphis, and Vince had decided he wanted another manager up there to go along with Bobby and Lou Albano and Fred Blassie and, and Mr. Fuji and the Grand Wizard. So Hillbilly made the phone call to me. I never called that number back because I thought it was a joke. I thought it was one of my wrestlers wanting to ride the TV, so I never <laughs> called the number up in New York. So finally, Hillbilly called me one day and said, Jimmy, he said, you know, New York's been trying to reach you to see if you'd like to be one of the managers up in New York. There's a big show called WrestleMania coming up. And, of course, I had to sit down in my chair so I wouldn't faint. And about 10 minutes later, Vince McMahon called me, and the rest was history. I went to New York and stayed there for 10 WrestleManias before I went with Hulk to WCW. But um, it was just great. You know, I love managing all the people I had. Like, one of my favorite teams, of course, the Hart Foundation, mm-hmm. which is Bret Hart and, of course, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And... Um, but I loved all of them. But uh, it was just such a great run for us. But I think the reason they don't use a lot of managers now, because everything is so, um, you know, it's written out. It's more scripted as far as, you know, what you're going to say and what you're going to do. And back in the day, everything that we got to do was all ad lib. Right. And so I think that made it very special. You're list- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listening to the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart talking to Dave Campbell. More when we get back on Inside Sports. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. The Nuge and the Oilers up against Arizona tomorrow at Rogers Place. We will have the game with the face-off show at 6.30. The puck will drop at 8. This portion of Inside Sports presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 7804-FAMILY or get them online, FurnaceFamily.com. My name is Reed Wilkins. Rick Flair and Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South in Edmonton tomorrow at the Jube. We go back to Dave Campbell's conversation with Jimmy Hart. You know, I want to I want to work this in too. And uh, Mean Gene Oakland unfortunately passed away on January the second. Oh and yeah, I, I loved your promos with him, and you know, especially he was so good when you know the manager it would be a post match and your guy lost and you know you're going crazy or Bobby the Brain Heenan's going crazy and he always had just it was the rapport was always so good with with everybody. But uh, what do you remember the most about Mean Gene Oakland? Mean Gene, you know, I just saw him a month ago, too. Him and Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags of the Nasty Boys and Pat Patterson, we were all together on a autograph signing tour, and we had a great picture made. And um, uh, Mean Gene was great. You know, if we stumbled or bumbled over our interviews, he was always there to pick us up. And um, 
he just uh he was just so different you know i spent uh nine weeks with him on legend's house which was a, a wwe show on the right. network and it was me pat patterson hillbilly jim hacksaw jim duggan tony atlas howard finkel and myself and um and of course me and gene and it was just it was so much fun we got to talk every night we got to tell stories and like I said, when he passed away, it really hit everybody hard. You know, his health had been bad for the last maybe year. But um, he was kind of fighting through it. But, you know, when we lose anybody. We lost Bobby, what, last year, mm-hmm. uh, Mean Gene. And before that, um, the axe hitting passed away. Right. And then, of course, Roddy Roddy Piper was a shock. Dusty Rose before that. So, you know, it's like the longer we're around, the more we expect some tragedy is going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, that, that that's so true, and that's a nice tribute to, to Mean Gene, so we, we really appreciate that, that, Jimmy, as we're joined by the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. So back to the manager angle, and yourself, and you won, by the way, manager of the year twice from Pro Wrestling Illustrated in 1987-1994. If you're a heel manager, you got to take bumps, and when I mean well, bumps is you're you're gonna get hit and hit hard and put in situations that you don't like. I mean, I remember WrestleMania four, Brutus the Barber Beefcake gave you a, a haircut in your in the Intercontinental a, match. A bad haircut. Yeah, bad, very. Can you believe that? Yeah, it was a terrible he haircut, by the hair. way. Oh, it really was. It was a horrible haircut. I can't believe it. he should be sued for impersonating the barber. <laughs> Yeah, for a guy that's named the Barber, Brutus didn't do a very good job of haircuts. That That's for sure. And then I remember at WrestleMania three. you took so many bumps. Uh, you were involved in three matches, uh, Roddy Piper against Adrian Adonis. Was that not a retirement match, or if Piper lost, he would retire or something like that? Well, what happened, if Piper lost, he'd retire. But if Piper beat Adrian at WrestleMania three, Adrian had to shave his head. That's right. So guess what happened? Piper didn't retire. <laughs> And then I went out with the Hart Foundation against uh, Tito Santana and the British Bulldogs. We had Danny Davis with our corner, our referee. And then I came back and changed jackets and went out with a honky-tonk man against Jake Roberts with Alice Cooper in his corner. So I had and a you met Damian the snake. Matches, but, you met Damian oh, the snake. Too. Yep. <laughs> they threw Damian the big snake on me, of course, so I still have nightmares over that. But uh, And, of course, a lot of people don't realize I was part of WrestleMania one which was to this day is still probably one of the biggest matches I was ever part of because if WrestleMania one had not been successful, we wouldn't be sitting here talking now, you know, there'd be no WWE. So I had King Kong Bundy on that match against SD Jones. And then I came back and went out with Greg Valentine against the junkyard dog. Like I was saying before, as a manager, you had to take on some punishment too. And here you are standing up to these big, big guys like Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior or, you know, guys like that. Like, how do you prepare yourself for that? Because, yes, it is, you know, we know that it's a performance, but there's a physical element to this, right? And you're going to get, you're going to get bumped pretty, pretty hard. Well, things do happen through the years, but not as much as the wrestlers. But, you know, I've had a torn meniscus. I had my jaw broke twice. Of course, a few stitches in the head and uh, a, a broken hand but um, like i said but i wouldn't change anything for anything i've ever been part of you know what i mean i love i have a little beach bar in daytona beach called jimmy hart's hall of fame bar and tiki deck and uh, every monday night we watch raw tuesday night smackdown and of course we have all the pay-per-views in there and um you know we're just still living the dream i still go out every year and do ww promotion for uh wrestlemanias and everything and all the tours for them and uh matter of fact hulk and i were in orlando this past week for uh, for raw 
where Hope did the uh, tribute to Mean Gene. And so did we a great still job. stay very active. Yeah, well, see, yeah, we watch, I'll, tell, I'll let him know. And we watch all the product and everything. That's why I'm so happy to be with Rick on this tour up here. You know, like I said, we're in Vancouver tomorrow night. And this Saturday night, of course, we're going to be in Edmonton right there with you guys. I'm so glad you're coming. I want to make sure you come and introduce yourself so we can talk to each other, okay? Absolutely. I will. Jimmy, uh, we could go on and on, uh, you know, about about Saturday, about Rick's career, about your career, but the clock on the wall says we got to finish up here. So uh, really appreciate the, the chance to get to uh, chat with you for a few minutes and get to know you a little bit, and I look forward to seeing you on Saturday here in Edmonton at the Jupe. Well, I'm looking forward to all the fans off the top rope with Rick Flair, hosted by the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, the Untold Tales of Pro Wrestling. But we're looking forward to seeing you and all the fans, okay? Thank you so much. There he is, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. He's in Edmonton, speaking tomorrow, hosting for Ric Flair at the Jube. Dave Campbell did that interview. He's gone. Dave's a big wrestling fan, as is our studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. Are you going? I'm going. You are going. Are you pumped? Oh, definitely. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great night of storytelling and uh, might learn a few things that I didn't previously know. Are you going to ask Ric Flair a question? I haven't decided yet. Well, you got to come up with one. Oh, maybe. Maybe I'll find out uh, which robe was his favorite, you know, that he wore to the ring. I'm glad Dave got to do that interview much more passionate and knowledgeable about wrestling than I am. And uh, you're in that category as well, Kellen. So have fun tomorrow, buddy. That's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be a blast. And yeah, it was a great interview. It's going up on the website right now as we speak. All right. After the 7 o'clock news, a couple of gentlemen who are leaving the Edmonton Eskimos to try their luck in the NFL. Receivers Bryant Mitchell and Duke Williams will update the NHL scoreboard all ahead inside sports on 630 Chad. 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.